0: Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Man, it it's good to be here. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that we get to be here today and then we're, we're going to leave town before the fast starts. <laughs> but it's good to be back. We, we uh, this is one of the 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 most special places, and I'm not saying that as some sort of ministerial tokenism. I'm telling you, you guys are special to us, and Denise and I carry so many wonderful memories of you guys all the time. We talk about you a lot. Most of it is good. We, uh, um, but I, I want to. I, I don't typically do what I'm going to do this morning. I, I want us to. I'm going to share a word. Uh, that is kind of a—it's a, a new year word. I don't do that, uh, but I want, I want us to—we're going to start in a place that that I shared a message here before, but this is going to be very different. I just want to leave, use this as a foundation to jump up, jump off on, and I'm going to get right at it if you don't mind. Second Kings chapter six is one uh, is one of the more amazing stories in all of Scripture to me, and one of the reasons is is uh because of the nature of what happened in 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 second kings chapter six. And when I uh I'm not a um a New Year's resolution guy. Uh and uh and the reason I'm not is is I, I try to live my life as a as a continual resolve. I resolve to to do this and to do that rather than trying to create some false sense of maybe I can do this. And you know, and let's come up with more things that we can sort of give ourselves to. And and you know, the the, the ratio around uh, um, the, the lack of success and people living up to their New Year's resolutions are are off the charts as far as statistics are concerned. But <clears throat> I want to talk to you a, a bit about this new year because I believe that a new year is actually a new song. And uh, there's a new song that is born out of of a resolve, not out of a resolution. Now, sometimes there can you can have seasons of your life where there's tension is sustained, you know, and you're kind of hanging out there on that four chord, waiting for the resolve to come. And I believe that, that that, tension that has been there and the lives of the, and I'm just going to say it guys, the lives of the people in this church and the days of your former tension now are coming, the release, but it's not coming out here in a new year. It's coming in a new day and a new song. And the new song and the new day starts today. And this, and this fast is incredibly significant to what that new day is going to, new day is going to look like. Uh, I, I, you know, when you, when you look back at, the, at, at our years, uh, you know, uh, w- which we all have a tendency to do, we look back and we sort of hang on to the memories of the things that we've been through. And a lot of times we fail to look back at the memories of how God actually brought resolve and resolution and, and how he actually released us into a new day. And this is a, this is a new day of release for you guys. And, and it doesn't, it doesn't start 90 days from now. It starts when the resolve comes to our heart. You know what? I don't have to relive that. I don't have to walk back around that mountain again. I don't have to take another lap around that. And, and, and there's a lot of folks here today that, that you're carrying the tension of yesterday. And I want to show you how important that tension is, but I want to show you also, also what it's supposed to be. Okay in here, chapter six of, of, second uh, Kings, it says, and the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, see now, now uh, we could stop right there. The sons of the prophets said to Elisha, see now the place where we dwell with you is too small for us. If you got a King James, it'll probably say the place where we are, where we dwell with you is too straight for us. And, uh, and for the sake of time, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tell you what this is all about. When it says the sons of the prophets, in the Old Testament, you'll see that uh, that there was a, a school of the prophets that was established by Samuel. And then you find it relived, if you will, or other other expressions of that in other generations like with Elijah and Elisha. And Sam, But it was founded by Samuel. And it was basically a circuit that was a bunch of young uh, prophets uh, and young students under the tutelage of Samuel, they would go into a city, or go, in, and they actually did a circuit. They had six places in Israel that they would travel from place to place to place. And, and then sometimes you'll see it called a school of the prophets. Sometimes they're called a company of prophets. Sometimes they're called sons of the prophets. And one of the more significant, significant ones, especially to this body here, is in one place you'll see that, that is, they were called a band of prophets. And that's where when you see Samuel and he says to Saul, he says, Saul, tomorrow you're going to go up the road and you're going to meet a band of prophets coming down off of the hill. And when these guys play, you will never again be the same person. You will be changed into another man. Now, so if you remember, I talked about this before here, but if you remember what, that, what basically was being said there, and that's the first time in any literature and any scripture and any vernacular and any writings in history, the first time you find the word band applied to musicians. So, and, and it tells what they were playing, and they were coming single file down off of a place called the Neat Ramah. is the place of the, the cabins or the cottages or the, or the places where they were ba- basically uh, cloistered away under the training of Samuel, the old prophet, teaching them how to prophesy upon their instruments. And you'll find that in, in the next, then the following generation after that, that would be the very first, same place that you would find that when Saul was ch- trying to kill David, where did, and, and the news came and said, Hey, we found out where he's at. You know where he's at? He's on top of Naot Ramah. He's up there with Samuel. We know where David's at. And he said, Okay, I'll tell you what. Send the thugs over there and bring him in. Well, over there on this hill where they're sitting there learning to prophesy upon their instruments while they're playing and creating this atmosphere like a whirlwind resonation of sound within the sound of what they were releasing. That's where the thugs would go in to abduct David and all of a sudden they'd begin to prophesy too. And so he would send, send some more thugs and they'd send them right into the same atmosphere to abduct David, but when they would hit that wind That wind would be so powerful that they would be caught up in the presence of God and even the enemies would wind up prophesying too. Even the enemy was brought into agreement with the atmosphere that this company of prophets, band of prophets, schools of prophets, sons of the prophets, whatever they were carrying, they weren't there to try to infiltrate. They, They weren't there to take sides. They were there to take over. They took over. They would, they would dominate the atmosphere of what was in them because what was in them was more powerful than anything that could come against them. And, 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 it, began, and it began with the sensitivity and the, the timing, the time and place to know how to move into the new day. And right here you see a picture of this happening. It says the sons of the prophets come, and we'll just say it like this. The sons of the prophets came to the old guy. And they said, old guy, one of these guys speaks up and he says, Hey, old guy, uh, see you now. Now, can you imagine? We're talking about Elisha here. Can you imagine some young guy, you know, some young student walking up and saying, Hey, hey, old guy, hey, look here, see now. Now, see now the, now the place where you dwell is way too straight for us. It's way too confining, way too limiting. In other words, this ain't happening. We're not, where we're dwelling with you is just not enough. And he says, please let us go to the Jordan and let every man take a beam from there and let us make there a place where we may dwell. And the old guy says to young see now, he says, all right, go. You know, two thirds of the word God is go and the rest of it is duh. So he sa- so he, he just answered and he says, Well go on then. And then one said, No No, wait a minute, you're misunderstanding us. This is not about some rebellious renegade heart where we're we're running away from what you carry. He look at the very next verse there. It says in verse two it says, No, after he says please he said, Please let us go. So let's keep this in the right context. He goes and says Please let us go because what is going on here in the confines and the constraining smallness of where we are is not what we're called to do at this time. We're going to step into a new day. We're a whole lot bigger than where we've been is what it says. And so it says, so please let us go into the new day. Don't be afraid. What was it? (laughs) Don't be afraid of the big money. Don't be afraid, of, is that what, she, where did where she went? I think she was praying, don't be afraid of the big money. And it's not about money, you understand. I don't talk about money because, you know, that's always misunderstood in the kingdom so much. Everybody has their ideas of what smallness looks like. Well, listen, God is big. Big ain't always God, but God is big but he wants us to be in the big. or They had to have a season in the small. They were in that season of straight, confining, cloisterism kind of thing, feeling like we're the only ones. But then there comes a day that the new day, there's a new generation carrying a new thing in this new day, and it's a new sound, and it's a new song, and it's far broader than the singular notes that we've been playing. There is a symphony that's being formed Out of, even sometimes out of the tension of the disappointments of yesterday that today comes to a close and says today, now this place suddenly is too small for us. This does not work anymore. And when we step out into that new day, please let us go to the Jordan. Let every man take a beam. Let every man take, uh, let me put some context to this. Let every man take a beam from there. Let every man cut down a tree. Let every man get, that, get the wood that we'll find there and let us make a place there that we may dwell. And when he said go, and then he said, wait, you, you misunderstood. Please consent to go with your servants. And he answered, well, let's do this. But he had to have the ability and had to have an ear to hear what the next generation was sensing even though they didn't know what was out front. You know, so he wasn't so stuck in the old days of, of the old ways and the old days and the old ways and the monuments that were created around yesterday's understandings. He, in other words, he wasn't so full of what God said that he couldn't hear what God was saying. Yeah. Now, right at the first, he misunderstood because he, he thought it was coming out of this this young naivety. But the young naivety was not young naivety. There was a band that was sensing something that's a new day. See, that's one of the things about bands of prophets and bands, companies of creatives and companies of of those that are, carry those sensitivities and sensibilities to sing and to move. When they're singing, they're seeing into the future. So there's a lot of things that we, we sing in our songs that are proclaiming things that we're not experiencing. Sometimes we just kind of drag in, and we're, and we're singing these songs about being warriors and winners and all this. And, 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 and in reality, man, I, I would just throw myself at the ground, but I know I'd miss. You, you know, <clears throat> in, in reality, it's like, man, can it get any worse? All right, let's sing it again. <clears throat> but, you know, and then pretty soon that lyric starts to become life in us. And in that moment, we start taking on a mantle or, or an atmosphere of proclamation, intention of God starts becoming the atmosphere that we're releasing into the room. And now uh, every enemy that tries to invade or impose or Amen. penetrate that finds out that, uh, you, no, you can't get to me. Because there's a corporateness about let us go over here. Let us go together. There's a, there's a sense of a strength and unity that is found when the song is heard. And a lot of times it's just the sensitivity and sensibility to be able to, I'll just say it like this, play off of one another. You know, you, you watch the band do it all the time. I mean, they're hearing, feeling, sensing, going. Uh, they're backing off, they're moving, and they're playing off of one another. When David hears something and he starts to play, everybody knows how to make room for that. And the roominess and the and the width and the breadth of those atmospheres are born out of that synergy that says, I hear the truth coming out of the drums. I hear the truth coming out of. And that truth that's in the atmosphere that's not even necessarily articulated as a vocabulary is actually a vocabulary in the spirit because of the grace and the anointing and the mantles that would have been placed upon each individual life has become a sound and a song because of what they carry. Now when you when you look in the word of God here and these young prophets come and say to the old guy see now here we go there they go so he went with them and they went and came to the Jordan and they and they did exactly what they went there to do they cut down trees it says they cut down trees but as one was cutting down a tree the iron axe head fell into the water and 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 I love what you see in this young man's life here He's, they're cutting down the tree and iron axe head fell off into the water and he cried out and he was confused uh, because remember and, and I'll just again make it kind of short, but that, that reminds me of, of a broken dream. He had a dream, let's go over, let's, let's go into that new day and into that new place and as soon as you get there and you start doing what you're there to do, all of a sudden, kabang, the axe head is broken. And, and now, uh, iron always represents power in scripture. Wood always represents humanity, like trees of righteousness and so on. But wood represents humanity. Now, if you, if you go to cutting down a tree with an ax and the head jumps off, that means to cut down that tree, all you have is an ax handle. Have you ever tried to cut down a tree with an ax handle? Well, if you take an axe handle and you swing it into that tree, you'll be more impacted than the tree will because you have lost the power to take the tree down. And if all we have to deal with humanity is humanity, we're in trouble. We are powerless, and when we're left powerless, we're powerless. And now we're just striving out of the energy of the flesh and trying to make something happen. Humanity, trying to deal with humanity issues. And we're, and we're powerless. And that's many times, that's where broken dreams start having their impact on our lives. They start, broken dreams start dictating what our future looks like. Because we're leaning back into the, to the tension and the, and the disappointment of broken dreams is what motivates us to be there. And now, let me, let me say some, uh, a little bit about, uh, you know, former disappointments, former pain. If that becomes your song, that's what you keep carrying and, and, and playing over and over and over and over and over. And it becomes your value system, and it, become, it becomes your knowing of God. You know, he sustains us through the hard times, but hard times keep going with us because that becomes the language of our song, and we need a new song you know uh when uh, i'll tell you a, a quick story uh when my daddy was uh, uh, 4 years old my my daddy died at 4 years old yeah think about that a minute my daddy died at 4 years old no when he was 4 years old he died and when and when my dad died he lived back in a holler in kentucky and, and uh he died of of, of scarlet fever my, my grandmother tried to save his life because oh, having old mountain remedies and mountain folklore and what was it go wives' tales and all that and in the mountain culture, you, you always had remedies you know she put on these poultices and had mustard uh, salves and all kind of stuff try to keep get his fever down, to save his life, but she couldn 't save his life. he died, and the doctor came out and pronounced him dead, and they they prepared his body. Uh, Back then, they didn't have funerals and funeral homes. They had a funeral awake in the home, and so they put him in the casket, and all the family and the relatives, everybody coming to pay their respects. And, and the, because the little boy had died, and and, uh, and uh, about the, third, the on the third day, about an hour before they were they were to take to go to the to the ground, uh, my granny went in to give her last moments with with her little boy, her only son, she sat down beside of the casket and uh, my daddy said, um, Granny, I mean, he said, Mammy, could I have a of water? And that's when they realized that he wasn't dead on the third day. And now, and what had happened was is all of that stuff that she was putting on him, him breathing all of those things that she was trying to save his life with had put him into a very low grade of a coma and his, and his heartbeat was so weak that the doctor could not even get a heartbeat and just pronounced him dead. And now he's going to his grave. It is heavy. And what's so heavy about it is, is for the rest of his life and that family was so traumatized and impacted by this reality that for the rest of their lives, everything that was around my father's life was lived from that moment, of because and, and I'm not going to get into the details on this. Please allow me to just step on out of this story. But that's when they realized that two years before, a little their sister had died in the same way, and but she went to the grave. Now, for the rest of their lives, they carry the. The trauma and the depth of loss, not loss and resolve, loss and loss and loss and loss. And the entire family lived their lives out of fear and holding on and fear and poverty and and isolation and hiddenness and everything else for for the generations. And I was the very first one to become a Christian and step out of darkness into a marvelous light. But until until every one of those family members' dying days, which some of them didn't die until this past year, all of them are gone now. And every person in that family carried the impact, not only of the trauma, but the influence that would cause them to live their lives from that moment of those kind of pains all those years ago, through all of the storms and all of the things that come along after that will still live through that trauma of those moments. Now, talk about broken dreams. Talk about disappointment. You know, a broken dream can can become your language. It can become the lyric of who you are. Disappointment, disillusionment, whatever it was, those moments of trauma that mark us forever, then we sing our songs from there. But here, here this, this axe head jumps off. And, and you know what? Sometimes you're just powerless to deal with it. You're powerless to deal with a new day. And this young man, he, he realizes that, wait a minute, I can't do anything about this. And then he goes on to say, and, and wait a minute, as he was crying out, he lost his power to deal with it. And he says, master, that ax, that ax is borrowed. You see the integrity in this young man? It wasn't even mine. Now, how am I going to deal with it? it wasn't and, and you know what? It's not our power that we're going to make this thing with. Because if we're making it on our own power, it's humanity dealing with humanity. And if we keep on dealing with humanity and our human trauma born out of our power to deal with it, we're in in a mess. It's not by... Might Not by our strength, but by the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. We've got to have a relationship that begins today with God we've never had in our lives before. That becomes resolve. That does not become a resolution that will hopefully be be lived out. There is a resolve that starts today that says, you know what, I'm not going to live my life with lost axe heads. God did not bring us out into the new day for this just a recycling of old pains recycling of old disappointments no that's not who we are so the man of God looked at the young man of God who now stands there powerless and upset and knowing that the, the, the dream is over there's no going forward what can you do you'll go up and scratch the tree down ain't gonna work right He said, so the man of God, he comes up with one of the most profound statements or questions in all of Scripture. He says, well, hey, where did you lose it? Uh, Good chances you're going to find it right where you lost it. Don't run from the day into another. Don't be some heavenly hobo, some gypsy for Jesus. Every time that God starts dealing with something in your life here, you run somewhere else because you're not getting fed here. You run off into another day and there's no resolve. That's not resolve. That's a runaway. That's not a resolve. That's, and it'll never bring a new day. You're going to take the old pain and the old disappointment to another place and rub that around a little bit. Somewhere there's a, you come to the place that says, wait a minute, this, where we are, it ain't, it's a, this ain't working. So let us rise up and step into the new day. So, so the man of God says, well, where did you find it? And he showed him the place. So he cut off a stick. And, well, first of all, I want you to point out something. So the man of God says, where did it fall? Now we know why old guy was with them. Because sometimes when you lose the axe head, you, need, you just need old, old guy here and his common sense just says, well, wherever you lost it's where you'll find it. That's why old guy was there, some common sense. And, then, and he showed him the place, so old guy cut off a stick and throws it in and made the iron to float. That means common sense is more than it's cracked up to be. There's no common sense And you know what? If we live our lives confined to common sense, we're not going to get anywhere either. We've got to be able to step beyond common sense and do the unthinkable. And that's what he did here. Okay, common sense might have found the issue, but common sense is not our way out. We're going to have to have the supernatural, miracle-working power of God and operation in our midst and not in our methods so he cut it off, and, and, and another thing you'll see there is how incredibly creative that was because the old guy got a now strategy of God, not just place, but it, the old guy got a now strategy of God to do the unthinkable. That's, and the unthinkable just means innovation. How innovative was it there that he could hear the prophetically sense that this is the answer cut off a branch and throw it in the water which speaks of resurrection power do you know who the branch is he was prophesying of a future day of a people that would have the ability to access the branch and create resurrection power into their lives that's who we are we are those that have been resurrected we know this can work we know that we're powerless in and of ourselves but Today, everything changes. Because what? We've stepped into that new place. Therefore, he said, the old guy says to the young guy, okay, now pick it up for yourself. He reached out his hand and took it. What did he really reach out and take now? The supernatural provision. He he reached out and he took wisdom to know. And he took out, reached out and he took wisdom revelation something was revealed in that day in a young man that now sets him on a course of a whole new day a whole new a new year a new song a new sound in his life now he can look back and what looked like to be a tragedy he can look back and see God's provision in the darkest time becomes the greater light rather than the the dark lyric but you see, your lyric is now comes out of out of that kind of life. Now we don't have time to do it, but if you go on down through there, you'll see that there's an incredible thing that happens as these folks walk together and take the whole nation back as a result of what happened here. Because that's remember when they go in and and the, and the four lepers men are at the gate and they and the, and, and God gives them a word and they release a sound. And when that sound is released, everything shifts and changes and marks Israel's history with their ability to take not, not just an axe head up out of the water, but to redeem the land unto God's purposes. The whole nation was, was saved as a result of these guys walking together into that new day. And, and, so, and you can put all the mountains you want to in that. You know I mean all the mountains, the seven spheres of influence you can apply every one of them to what happens here because they deal with every one of them when they go in and uh, and deal with those with with those uh, kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, and they became the ones to hear and know the, the word, declare the word, and when the word would then come to pass everything everything changed. okay, does that make sense now uh, uh, let let me get on to here. Get on to the, to the rest of, of this message to you. Because um, I, I want to say this. I, I'm not here today to, to teach or motivate or inspire. Uh, the Lord has given me a clear word to say, I'm not here to inspire today. I'm here to thank you today. And uh, I'm, I'm here to thank you for the dedication that has taken for your life to come to the place that it is, and uh, and I feel like the Lord wants you to know that He is th- He is thankful uh, to what uh, to wh- from where you've come, but He's also about to reveal as you reach out and you're going to take the wisdom of a new day and that revelation that's going to bring the release into the into the new day. And that's got to become a resolve today. I, I, I resolve for this to be the future, not just living from the past. Now, I feel like that the today, going into the, to this new year for you guys, is so, there's supposed to be a, a fresh dedication. Like, <clears throat> I don't know any other way to say it. I kept, I kept just sensing and seeing that today's the day to dedicate the church. You know, all those years ago, when you guys probably had dedication services to dedicate the future to the Lord, to dedicate what was to come to the purposes of God. And to, But this is a new year and a new sound and a new song and a new resolve that's being brought new and fresh into your life. So it says, you know what? Old guys, all you old guys and all you young guys and all the new, day, we're gonna dedicate the new day. There's a dedication happening today And dedication is nothing more than agreeing with the blessing and the awakening of the favor of God on this body. Now comes the season of the favor of God that you have prayed and sung and believed God for and waited to get into the new day and the new place and it just seems like the new day and the new place never comes and it starts feeling like hype in your heart that you're trying to convince yourself that something's going to change. Well, I'm here to tell you, today it changes. Amen. Today is the day that that cycle of frustration now has to yield to the favor of God on this body. Put, <clears throat> what we're doing at this dedication, we're putting grace in motion. Grace is that divine infusion of God's enablement. That's what we're putting in motion today. This, and this is not just a sermon. That's everybody hearing me. This is not just a sermon. It's not just a teaching and an inspiration. Today is a dedication to the grace that God has for the new sound, the new song, the new day. We're coming out from from the confinement of yesterday's cyclical frustration into a whole new day of the journey of the favor of God on this body in Jesus' name. This 2018 is going to be a year of firsts, not repeats, a year of firsts and new beginnings for this house. Memories and adventures is what uh, is the journey you're on. But it's going to be the memories of how God brought you out and into the new day. It's the memories of how God empowered you when you thought it was lost. But it, the empowerment will be the focus, not the loss. So memories and adventures. This is a year of acorns and oaks. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what that means other than the Lord told me to tell you it's the year of acorns and oaks. And this is the year of breakthrough because the oaks are coming through. And you remember the thing I've talked to, to you about before that the, uh, uh, an old tree has four strong desires, four strong desires is all a tree ever has. One is to stand, one is to live in the light, one is to reach toward heaven and one is to dance with the wind. And the Lord's about to bring a wind that's going to cause the dance, and and the 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 wind is going to be confirmed in the natural and in the spiritual. And I'm seeing something about a Diana coming out of Windsor, and there's a new wind coming out of Windsor, and there's going to be and and it has something to do with drinking out of old uh, old water holes. There's old water holes and old watering holes. And I kind of feel compelled to not say wells but there's an old watering hole that has something to do with Windsor and there's a renewing and a refreshing and I don't even know what Diana means but y'all I'm just trying to go with this but there is a, a, a not the Diana that was lost there's a new Diana that is going to be coming out of Windsor and the new wind is going to blow and it's, and it's going to be blowing the water out of an old watering hole that has been lost and capped over. And it feels like it has something to do with maybe some years ago the, a deep well of intercession that was, that was planted or dug in this nation. Well, now there's going to be that water is going to be rising to the surface because it's going to be like an artesian result of refreshing in that new day. And you're going to have the ability to, to, to apply a branch and when you apply, apply the branch, that's when the empowerment will come in this new season. And I'll, I'll just say uh, that watering is going... Uh, also, let's, let's talk about that a minute. The, the Lord is empowering those to stand, live in the light, <clears throat> reach toward heaven, and to dance with the wind. And you know the picture. That a, a, if a wind don't blow, the tree don't grow. Because when the wind blows, it allows that tree to dance in such a way that the roots dig deep down into those water sources that are unseen, and so this is a season uh, of the acorns and the oaks for you. For you. Uh, there, <clears throat> and also, there's a ring uh, rings of a tree show the passage of time. But once that once time has passed, the gra- uh, here's the only way I can give you the, give you this picture. I think. <clears throat> When an, when, an, when an old tree stands, well, when that tree is taken down and turned into an instrument, for example, you, you could look at the back of this guitar right here. And if you know how to, if you know how to read the memories, that guitar is carrying memories. And if you look at the grain on the back of that guitar, within the grain of the back of the guitar, you can see the memories. You can look if you know how to read that that grain, you can see in the movement of the grain, the years that the, that the storm came when you look at the grain. You can look at the back of that guitar and you know when the, when the rainy seasons were. You know when it went through a long dry season. You know, uh, like in Koa wood especially, uh, which is a modern acacia, when you look at the back of a Koa guitar, how that movement grains, you can see where there was the earthquake right there. In 1812, you can see the the, the dry seasons and, and the hurricanes. You can see the cold seasons that the grain will tighten up and protect itself. And the density in the wood and the t- tension in that grain from old former storms and former knowings is what creates the tension that will one day be the rigidity necessary to release and project the song that that guitar is created to, to bring. Does that make sense? Well, there's a place where, where dreams start coming true because all that old guitar ever really wanted to do in the beginning was he just wanted to stand. He just wanted to live in the light, just wanted to reach toward heaven and just wanted to dance with the wind. But through all of the transformation process born out of those stormy seasons, it winds up being then going through the final tension of being transformed cut down and shaped and 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 shaved and cut and sanded and and bent and put all in, and 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 transformed completely transformed into the instrument that becomes the expression of the sound of the music maker that picks it up and releases the sound and today marks the day that many of you are going to are going to see the, hear the result of all those transformation processes and disappointments you're not going to live your life from the storm that was on the hill anymore you're going to live your life from a new sound and a new song and in Jesus name it begins in your life today you know the the, the amazing beauty of, uh, of of London one of the You know, this is a place where you can drive past the shaded windows and tired houses all over this place. And there where those shaded windows and tired houses are, I see them as houses that were weary of holding families together that didn't even want to be there a lot of times. But today comes a new sound and a new song, and it's going to begin to invade the sound of what you carry is going to begin to invade those places, and it's a new day. Today is a day to start... Marking every day is an opportunity for, for memories and adventures, and now you start making new memories. When they stepped across into the new day, they started making new memories, and those memories were born out of the new things that God did, and that's why they could go on and take the land. There's a, there's about to be quite quite a uh, quite an explosion in the spirit is is about to take place in this city. And, and God is going to begin to bring these cocoon little subcultural hidden away cocoonness, is going to step out and going to start resurrecting things out of peoples and losses in their lives and, and, and the terror of their own hearts that have been multi-generational stuff. That is, <clears throat> and uh, when, when, this, when this new wind comes, it's going to be blowing the, the fresh water of old intercessory wells that people didn't even know were there. They're going to be revealed now. And, and there are going to be some significant things connected to the, the name Diana and the winds out of Windsor. So I'm just I'm just letting you know to to hear that when you hear those things are coming as confirmations as to what's happening in your life today in this room. The the mighty acts and small beginnings uh, are. Remember the mighty axe. Remember the small beginnings where it was just one axe head that was an issue. You can remember them, but you don't live there. You live from there into the new day. I I don't know how how I can stress that any more than what I am today, but I want us to get that. See, what happens is destructive memories, you know, it's a known fact that destructive memories in our lives actually lodge in our cells. You know, that they've discovered that seven generations ago or two generations ago or like my situation, three generations ago, those destructive memories lodge in cells and become a part of the DNA of the future generations that will rise. And they will respond to life out of some of those dark things that they never experienced, but their cells were a part of that. It's, it's an amazing thing when you think about it. Destruct, but if destructive memories lodge in the cells of your body, uh, you know, you, I want to ask questions like, well, does boring memories also lodge in your cells? Do, uh, when you create, now let's ask the question, take it farther. When you create good memories, remembering the mighty things that God has done, remem- remembering the awesome acts of God, when you remember those kind of things, what are you doing? You are rebuilding cells. <clears throat> huh. We can actually rebuild and through the through a blood transfusion by receiving the blood of Jesus applied to our past, we build new cells and step into a new day, and a new song comes forth and creates atmospheres then that when the enemy tries to invade they wind up prophesying to. That's the favor of God. You know, I don't know where Kenny is right now. I think he's gone with the babies or something. Oh, there, there he is! Kenny. A little while ago, and I said, "Lord, do you really... Uh, I, uh, what what is this word that I'm feeling so powerful about?" He said, "It's time for the fathers to chase after the children in joy." And, and then here comes here comes this this beautiful little thing running from daddy. You know. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Kenny's chasing her all the way through there. She goes around and she comes and ah! she, you know, and uh, who could, who would not chase after that face? You know, what's her name? Leora, like this little little light of God, just being just being chased by the Father. You know, I re- I remember when when our little girl, uh, we we, ta- you know how we taught her how to walk. Uh, she, uh, she's forty now. But, but the, way, the way our little girl learned how to walk is, first of all, she never did crawl. Ramey never crawled. She didn't. When she, was, when she was like nine months old, where they're supposed to be crawling, she wouldn't do that. She just pulled up on the coffee table and turned and walked over to the couch. And, and we said, she walked. Did you see that? And so, and, and so here's the way it would work. Would set, I would stand her up in the floor, and I would do one of these things, and and I would go like this. And as long as she would look at my face, she would come toward my face. And while she was coming toward me, and then every now and then when she would when she would get afraid, I could see she was she was down like like this. And while she was coming toward, but you could see when she and then when her little mouth would start to turn upside down, what I would do is I would, I would just grab her because when, when it beca- would become too unstable or fearful for her, because what she was doing is she was chasing the father's face. And then, and then I would just move in and inhabit that moment and, 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 and the fall wouldn't happen. And then what we would, Denise would sit in the floor and she would walk to, to Denise, and Denise would turn her around, and she would walk to me, and I would turn her around, and she would walk back. And she, learned, she, she was walking in one day because it, because it was time. She had that ability to, to move toward the safety. And, it, and now there's a lot of folks that have completely lost, and they're completely disoriented. They're so disoriented that they just don't know where to turn. And that's why God is going to put stamp this house with the Father's heart. And there's those that are out there that are just walking in circles, falling, and, and it and just feels like one destruction after the next destruction after the next stru- destruction. Uh, I, I, these things that we're talking about here really are... Uh, it's it's a rebuilding, it's a releasing the sound of heaven in this house. That's what it is. And uh, and and what it, w- w- see life is mostly motion, and a lot of, uh, just motion and movement. And what happens a lot of times is we mistake motion for momentum. And uh, and it don't work. You know, just busyness and doing—we do this and do that—and and, and motion becomes some sort of a, uh, some sort of uh, of a pacifier, when in fact life is mostly motion, and you know, dr- and dreams can be just like wild winds blowing against that motion, and sometimes our dreams will then coax us into wandering, and then our life becomes defined by the storms that we're in. But then in the middle of those storms, I just want you to know that this year, everything changes because in the middle of every storm, every storm, there is one that speaks peace be still. Storms, you no longer have the impact and you will no longer influence families and lives day after day, year after year, generation after generation. Why? Because I will be your God, you will be my people, and I will be in your midst. That's what my little girl learned, if nothing else. We're going to be right in her midst when it feels shaky. Yes. Diana means divine. divine. There's a divine wind getting ready to blow. And it's going to be blowing from some old water hole. around. In the, but from Windsor comes a new wind. But there's something that God wants, to, wants you to know, that there is something really profound about the divine nature of God being applied to your situation now that in days past it didn't feel like it was. Now, let me talk real quick just a little bit. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to talk about the sciences of what the sound of heaven actually is, the sound of many waters. And maybe we'll do that in, in the next time. It's all the frequencies in the sound spectrum is what heaven sounds like. It sounds like 250,000 uh, Super Bowls full of 250,000 Christians <laughs> roaring their praise into, into the throne room of heaven. That's what heaven sounds like. It's, it's all the notes in the sound spectrum and beyond, higher than we can hear and lower than we can feel. All of it being released as a demonstration of worship and praise unto God. Over and over and over and over, just, just heaven filled with that. And heaven is a place where winds of destiny no longer blow. Winds of destiny blow here because here's where the journey is. It's a place where your soul then finds stillness and complete joy finds its truest voice. The joy that we live in here finds its complete and truest voice in that atmosphere. Longings and desires are hushed there. Because hearts are awakened and they're empowered by the most potent forms of God's presence and the most powerful expressions of his creativity. That's that atmosphere. It's where you fully experience forever in in every moment. Can we think about what that would be like? We are fully experiencing forever in every moment. Pain is no longer... And laughter becomes a language of praise and memories. And it comes without sadness. We're not praising above pain. There are no memories of pain. One day when darkness falls all around us and the winds of this life lie still, and so will we, may those that we love sing us home. And may they hear the echo of complete joy coming out of our song. For we will know it and we're going to sing it well when we're there because we'll be surrounded by unending beauty. Heaven is a place that's filled with unending love and beautiful memories and they find one another and they're held in a storehouse. Listen, they're held in a storehouse of the responses of worship that were yours while you were in this earth. And they're waiting there for you. That's heaven. What happens when heaven invades this room? When David begins to play a symphonic sound and it awakens the true heaven that God's already put in us. What happens when a new sound comes? What happens when a new sound comes can be seen in the upper room? It can be seen when a new sound comes. What happens in the earth? The upper room. The night Jesus was born. The night, the, the day that a whole generation released a, a sound in the, at the dedication of the Temple of Solomon. All throughout Scripture, you see these demonstrations and examples. When the sound of heaven invades this realm, look what happened at Jericho. Look what happened. All, all those examples. Of the happening when heaven invades earth now let 's let 's end with this. What if we become that sound? What if every one of these amazing and beautiful promises that are there start to manifest in your life here okay, now we've taken it too far, or have we what what if we could catch Just the texture of heaven and start to live it in our worship to the degree that we live live 2018 as an expression of the high praises of God in our mouth, two edged sword in our hand, executing vengeance against every enemy of our soul. What if that's what 2018 is about? What if the, fra- the, the the frustration and the tension now gives way to the favor of God in your life? That's what I want to speak over every life in this room today. That that be the word. that, that may that be the word that becomes our song in 2018. Not as a resolution, but as a resolve in us today. That that's what we carry forward. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm done. I'll be your God. You be my people. I'll be in your midst. That's not a good verse, that's a promise. God let's let's say it like the God is Rod's. And Rod is God's. And he's in Rod's midst. God is mine. I am God's, and he is in my midst. When a young company of prophets that are walking in the sensitivities and the sensibilities that God gave them, they know that I am his, he is mine, and he is in my midst. So, Lord, I, I declare that as, as a praise unto you and a prophecy unto under, under every life in this room. And, Lord, I, I ask you right now to break the influence of former pains and memories, and frustration, disillusionment, disappointment, despair, hopelessness, depression off of every life and every family in this room. And I thank you, Lord, that every cell and every being in this room has access to your favor and your presence as a father in Jesus' name. I'm declaring it over every life here. I, I I you know, let's stay right in this moment and as the music begins, I want every person here to meet with the Father for a minute. And 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 just let this moment be what it's supposed to be. But in our hearts, we are saying, you know what where we've been is just too small where we've been is just too confining where we have been has at best even though some of it's wonderful it's also too limited and it's just too there's too much missing there's just too much that we know is in a new day and we're not in a new day we're living in the place where it's missing and we declare that that, today that ends Come and go with us, Father. We step into a year of wisdom and revelation and realization of who you are in our lives and levels that we never knew that we would get to experience on this side of heaven. heaven on earth in our hearts. This is a year that we find that place where winds of destiny no longer are driving us, but we are journeying with the Father into the new day, a place where our soul finds its stillness and its complete joy. The complete joy that we've always longed for will find its truest voice in us this year. And we will create atmospheres that that will then that will then overtake our enemies. In Jesus' name. I'm done wrong. God bless you guys. Let's spend a moment with the Lord.
1: Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Just, just, just David for the want David to continue to play but I have to mention this you know Ray had no idea whatsoever of some of you would have heard us say that in February you know we're gonna recast the vision afresh and Ray spoke about like today's the day we dedicate and we actually said remember that for lack of a better term Deji and the rest of us when we're praying that we feel like God wants us the phrase he gave me is like we're going to relaunch the church the beginning of this year we're gonna pass out the vision to everybody like scripture says so they can see so people can take ownership and say yes I can run with this about the music and the message and the mission and so when I spoke about this day of dedication I just said oh my god you know it's just this is just on the money this is real this is happening now just say now This, this is I, you know, with corny as this may sound. With the authority that's on Julie and I to be pastor, I charge you to listen to this a few times afresh when you're at home alone. Now, seriously, do you hear me? Because the second half of his message, when he started to speak, this was so important. Um, there's so much there that we need to listen again and again and again for a while. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I hope you hear my heart. I'm charging you in Jesus' name to go to listen to this over and over for a season, particularly in the next few weeks of fasting maybe. And hear what the Holy Spirit is saying about the new, about the fresh, about this new song and about this valley that we're in that's been too small. We've said for a long time without sounding pompous, we are simply bigger than our current environment. And there's no boast in that from us. It's just that God has said that to us. We are bigger than this present environment. And so for Ray to come and mention and say all these things that have already been in our heart, to me, it's just like a great big God smiling at Julie and I and all of us saying now do you hear me this is actually happening I believe with all of my heart you know that we're passing out of the valley of Baca where there's been weeping I really feel that the sun the day star really is rising in our heart that we're about to shift into this Freshness of the Holy Spirit's work. Hallelujah. No man can do this. No man's work. Hallelujah. And you I know, even listening to when he talked about the wood grain and all this stuff. Remember, I was a forestry major in college and they had us, these guys would take us and show us the rings of wood and teach us exactly how they'd show us how you could trace the history of a tree and how you could see the, the meteorologist, I forget the term to use, that you could see the weather weather patterns. You could actually see things that happen when you looked at the circles and you looked at the grain. I was taught that stuff. <laughs> I was shown that stuff in forestry classes in college. Father, we receive this as a church. Uh, can you say that in your own words? Or speak that out loud. Father, we receive this because we got to receive it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that if anywhere this church has lost its axe head, we thank you for the branch, the very Lord Jesus Christ, who raises it and gives it back to us, that we may go forward. Amen. Praise you, my Father. This really is a wonderful moment. I'm gonna shut up for about five minutes or so. And David, just play.
0: believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday.